Hey everyone, thank you for tuning back in for part two of episode two, How Meditation Saved My Life. Uh, I think I was at the last part was, I was sitting in the Safeway parking lot and I wanted revenge. Now, I know I can't fight her because I have my daughter with me. Let me repeat, I can't fight her because of my daughter. I knew that logically. However, I have now dived into a part of my psyche that while it was logical, it was tainted with a bit of insanity. I own it. We have all been driven to a point of lunacy is what we do in those few moments that matter. So I decide I'm going to hit this bitch with my car. Ho want to play with me? Have me out here looking like a fool? Okay. I'm going to run her over since she like my husband's dick in her mouth. Then I'm going to go home, cut his dick off, and send it to his bitch-ass mama. This is what's left of your fucking son. Then my mind went to, well, what if you get locked up? You're going to get locked up. This is how crazy it got. No worries. I'll get a jury trial. And if I have one female in that jury trial who's had her heart broken at least once, I'll have a hung jury. And don't let me get an all-female jury. I might get a book deal. Again, madness. I look in the back seat to make sure my daughter has her seatbelt on, and I watch the door. Now let me tell you how divine intervention works. I have two very best friends whom I love in the door. I'll tell them everything except this. They had no clue what was going on in my life. No one knew. I couldn't bring myself to talk about it, even to myself. I was in denial. I won't say their names, but their initials are D and B. My phone rings. It's D. I hit ignore and I wait. My phone rings again. It's D. Again. At this point, I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at my phone thinking he never calls back to back. Something must be wrong. The coherent part of me kicks in for about 10 seconds and I answer. Hello? On the other end, I hear, Hey bitch, come pick me up. I'm staying at your house. I'll treat you to breakfast in the morning. My reply, I can't, I'll be busy. And he says, busy? Bitch, you don't turn down food. Busy doing what? I'll just do it with you. We'll do it after that. Just busy, I say. He pauses for a moment. And this is what over 19 years of friendship will get you. What the fuck is wrong with you, Shelly? I can hear something in your voice. Talk to me. What's up? I go, you really want to know? He goes, yes. What's up? I go, okay. I'm about to run a broad John been sleeping with over with my car. I may need you to say I was with you. He giggles and say, what? And I go, I am serious. He hangs up the phone. I think nothing of it, and I'm looking around the parking lot to see if I missed her. Well, our car is still there, so I wait. My phone rings again, and as I answer, before I can get the rest of hello, I hear, John, 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 that is all you talk about. He does whatever he wants, and you just sit back and take it. So now you're going to sit and kill someone over him? What, you going to kill him too? I say, well, well, yeah, that's the plan. When are you going to love you? 
Now, I don't know if you guys have ever done this when someone's yelling at you, but I took the phone from my ear and I looked at it thinking, what the fuck? I don't have time for this. What is, what is, what is this? What is happening right now? I just told him what I'm going to do. I mean, I, what? So I'm trying to talk to him and he's talking to me. So we're basically yelling over each other and I doubt he can hear me and I definitely can't hear him. He stops yelling and I find myself yelling. I'm in tears and I'm just saying words. Nothing is actually making sense. Love is real and, and true. And he goes, Shelly. And I can hear him crying, which makes my crying worse. Take three deep breaths. And I say, why? And he says, just do it. <sighs> what is this supposed to do? He says, again. And this time, close your eyes. Again. <sighs> he says, fuck you. Picture your kid's life after this. Picture Lily. London, John, and Joe, and that mean-ass Lena without you. Now, I've convinced myself, everything that I have done or have not done at this point was to benefit them. So I'm picturing this, and I can feel the pain they must now carry if I go through with running this bitch over. I screamed. I am so tired of trying I am so tired of hurting and I am so tired of pouring into him and not getting anything poured into me. Now, to most people, we may have looked like a dream. He pays the bills. I stay home. But babies, money will not ease that pain. He goes, then start loving yourself. I pause and I think. And I don't even know what that means. In that moment, I can't even think of anything I like about myself. It gets quiet. And he says, go home, Shelly. Stay on the phone with me. I start driving home. It seems like I got home within three minutes. It seems like... I wasn't just plotting to kill some bitches 10 minutes before that. I get Lane out the car. I take her in the house. I put on SpongeBob and I walk upstairs. Still on my phone with D. I sit on my phone and I go, hello. And he says, I want to tell you about something I've been doing. Have you heard of meditation? I say, yeah, that thing white people do. And he laughs and he goes, everyone does it. I've been meditating for a few weeks and I want you to try it. I go, no. He says, you should be willing to try anything. Touche. Okay. Tell me how to do it. He says, you just sit with yourself for like five minutes. Let's do it now. I sit on my bed. I close my eyes, listening to him breathe. And I get nothing. It seems to make me think more. Why didn't you go through it with it? Why did you answer the phone? Go back out there. She could still be there. Still stab him when he comes in the door. I interrupt his breath work and I go, it's not working. He says, well, not right away. You have to give it time. So I say, well, I love you. I'll call you back. He says, okay, call me back. He makes a joke about if I feel murdery and we both laugh. So I go about my day like my crazies had not happened. And that night, I'm scrolling down my phone, 
and I see an ad for Headspace, which is a guided meditation app. I think, huh, that is weird. Okay, I'll give it a try. After the first two times I did it, I got nothing and I gave up for like two weeks. But I went back and I did it every day for five minutes a day for like a month. One day I'm cleaning the kitchen and I think, damn, you have not plotted any revenge today or yesterday. And as quickly as that thought came, it went away. By this time, my husband had moved out and I hadn't even been phased by it. Now, meditation was not a magical band-aid, nor was it an overnight fix. But in a silence is where I started to find myself. I had work to do. I started reading books about self-love and chakras and the universe. And things started aligning. I started finding people on my page who were into the same things that I was. I started getting friend requests from people. I started getting friend requests from women who had kind of been through the same thing I had been through and was talking about it was talking about self-love, was talking about loving yourself, was talking, talking about being in the moment and not so much living in your head, and was talking about being strong, something I had not been in years. I was able to shut up the BS and hear myself through meditation. I still meditate today, 10 to 20 minutes a day. First thing in the morning when I wake up, if not in the morning when I wake up, last thing before I go to bed. And I can always tell when I miss my meditations. If I go more than two or three days, I start getting revengey again. Because stuff start piling back up. There's a lot of work to be done within myself still. But I'm grateful that I've gotten to this point. And I'm grateful to where I am getting ready to go. This is just a brief synopsis of how meditation has saved my life. And I guess two other lives. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You guys have a spectacular day.